Hey, this is the Bud Man, and you're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now to our studio and your host, local real estate expert and my friend, Laura Peterson. Good morning, everybody. I'm with your home sold guaranteed realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So we're another holiday weekend, President's Day weekend and everything here. So hope you guys are enjoying the long weekend for those of you that have it. But I'm going to start out this morning by talking about all of our stats like we always do. And basically, when it comes down to it, and you're looking at it, the sale of single-family homes last week was 300 for the week, and the week before it was 407 The difference is the end of the month. Always at the end of the month, there's more sales, so that's going on and everything. The median price of single-family homes increased to 414750 and as you guys know, it really kind of varies week to week that it goes all the way from 385 to like four and a quarter. And so right now it's a little bit on the high end for this week. And the inventory actually decreased by 95. And so it's at 4,253 single family homes. And like we said, 300 of them sold last week. So if you just take that times four, that's 1,200. So that gives us a little bit of an idea of what the inventory is. When you're looking at it overall, there are 3.27 months of inventory. A normal market is somewhere between four and six. So we're still in the seller's market for sure. Um, when you're looking at the sales and, and where they fall into the gamut of it, there were 35 single family homes that sold under 300,000, 27 between 250 and 300,000, 76 between 300 and 400, 67 between four and 500,000, 81 between 500 and a million, and 14 of them over a million. So when I talked about the months of inventory overall, it's 3.27. Under 250, there's only about two months. We're still in the twos for all the way up to um, 400,000. Then we're in the threes between 400 and a million. And then we're at seven over a million. So there's quite a few more houses on the market um, in that over a million category is basically what it comes out to. Then when you're looking at the um, asking to selling price, we're at 97.04. So you've got almost 3% of negotiating room there. And, um, you know, surprisingly enough, the lower end ones, they've got a little bit more room than some of the others. The under 250 had 95.51 and 250 to 300 had 95.44. And then you're getting 97.255735 up to a million. And then over a million, it was at 96. So usually on both ends of the spectrum, you have a little bit more playroom in there. And that just comes down to inventory, probably under the 250. Those are houses that probably need a lot more work and that, you know, to be for sale for that price and that kind of stuff. And so as a result of that, you know, you're going to have a little bit more um, room in the pricing and everything. So then moving on to condos, townhouses, and villas. And this is all of the counties of Lake, Orange, Osceola, and Seminole counties. So we're including those four counties. So obviously I know that there's a few more counties that we deal with and that are part of Central Florida, but this gives you an overall idea of what's going on in the four counties and the overall area. So 
The condos, townhouses, and villas were 107, so about a third of the single-family homes that sell. They were at 130 the week before and 407, so again, about a third the week before as well. Um, the median price of condos, townhouses, and villas is at 260 this week. That's down from the week before, and that was at kind of a high. I want to say it was around 280 or so the week before. So um, it's it, it varies more about 250. So we're still a little bit high in regards to how that handle that goes and all that kind of good stuff, in my opinion. And that inventory decreased by 34. The single-family homes were 95, so about the same percentage. And there's 1,492 of them on the market. They're looking at an overall inventory of 3.22, and it was 3.27 for the houses. So basically, you know, kind of just kind of goes across the board pretty similar to how that works. Um, when you're looking at the ask to listing price, uh, 97.4 it was, it is on the condos, townhouses, and villas, and it was 97.04 on the single family homes. So they kind of mirror each other and go across the board um, in looking at that. So I think that it's like, regardless of where you're at, you know, a lot of times people that are on a little bit lower budget might go for that other type of housing instead of the single family home. And it just makes sense because then you've got more money to put in your pocket and everything to do that. It's just a way to get your feet wet. And a lot of times people want to do that because they're not necessarily sure, you know, what all the maintenance and all the things that are going to be involved. So they want to make sure that they've got exactly what's going to be best for them and their family. But if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. And remember, if you want to reach us at your home sold guaranteed realty, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So this week as well, the monthly stats came out that go over, you know, what happened in the month and compare it to last year and actually compare it to the year before that as well. So if we're looking at January of 2023 versus January of 2022, the um, interesting thing there is basically the um, amount of sales that actually happened in, in January 2023 was 1674 and January of 2022 was 3033. Now, there's a couple of things that were involved in there that caused this shift. One of them is obviously the interest rates that everybody talks about. Um, the other thing that is involved here is that there were a lot more cash buyers in the market a year ago than there are today. And what I mean is that's like almost the institutional um, investors. For example, there were a lot of companies that would come in there and they would offer a cash offer for your house that would be just the same almost as what a, a normal everyday buyer would be. And so what happened is a lot of people sold their houses, you know, to these companies, they flipped them and that and they made money because the market was increasing. Because the market has kind of settled down, it's not decreasing. I wouldn't say that it's decreasing. The number of sales that are selling have decreased, but the pricing has not decreased. It's stabilized 
in my opinion, but it has not decreased. So when you're looking at it, the average price in January of 2023 was 425407 Now, when I gave you the weekly totals, you know, I gave you the median price of the single family home and the median price of the condos and townhouses and villas separately, because that they're two different animals, really, when you're looking at it. This has got everything all combined. And the median price at, with everything all combined was 350 whereas a year ago in January of 2022, it was 335 So basically, when you're looking at that, you know, it's like some people have said, well, you know, the number you give me on the single-family home is a lot bigger than what they report on the news a lot of times because these monthly figures are what they come out with on the news. But when you actually you know, segregate what you're talking about and looking at, it's a much more accurate number, in my opinion. And so when we're sitting down with you and looking at basically, you know, what's going on with your particular property, we want to be looking at what's going on in your particular neighborhood, if possible, um, you know, and within a mile of where you're at. But, you know, one neighborhood versus another can make a world of difference. And so if you're just comparing it to the average and everything of what's going on out there, it's not always an accurate picture. And that's definitely what we like to get you. So in order to get in touch with us, you can call 407 566 2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com and we'll see you after the break. You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend Laura Peterson. And now, here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm from Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you can call 407 566 2555. That's 407 566 2555. So I was talking about in the last segment and didn't finish out like the overall monthly stats in regards to what's going on and what's happened year over year. You know, normally I'm talking about what's happening from week to week because I'm looking at what just happened that week. But, um, you know, the monthly stats are out and everything as well. And when you're looking at, um, you know, the interest rates, which is one thing that definitely has affected housing lately, which is somewhat in in regards to the number of homes that are selling being a less number, not the value being less, but the number of homes being sold are less. In January of 2022, the average interest rate was 3.38%. And in January of 2023, it was 6.13%. So that is not quite doubled, but it's definitely a big jump, you know, from a six, three to a six is a big jump, but then you've got that, those numbers at the end. So it's not quite a 50% increase, but it's a huge increase nonetheless. And the highest, the interest rates were, were in October of 2022 that were at 6.95%. So you can see that they have gone down and just that little decrease has made a huge difference in regards to what people can afford, how much money you're going to be putting in your pocket and all of that kind of thing. One of the things that we did talk about was the number of sales that were sold. And, um, you know, 3,033 were sold in January of 22, and 1674 were sold in January of 23. So that number is a huge number. But again, when we're looking at the overall median price and um, 
you know, average price. Basically, you know, the market has gone up from a year ago and um, it has stayed consistent for the most part from where we're at and um, all of that. When you're looking at January of 22, the um, average price was 395,965. When we were looking at January of 21, it's got that on this figure. The median price was, um, the average price, I'm sorry, was 322,622. Then in 22, it went to 395,965. And then um, in January of 23, it's at 421. 685. So again, this, these are all properties together. It's not just single family homes or condos or whatever. You know, when I'm giving you the stats, normally I'm splitting them all up, but this is all combined. So when you're looking at it, I mean, to me, I feel like the market is very healthy because the prices are holding themselves. They're not going down. There was such a, a low inventory amount that it took some stabilization to get everything going, but we have not really seen things go down. Now, I know people tell me all the time that they're like, well, I heard about this price reduction and that price reduction and stuff like that. And basically, yes, there are price reductions out there. But the fact of the matter is, is that the people that are you know, putting their houses on the market, they might be putting them 10 or 20 or 30,000 above anything that's ever sold in that neighborhood, hoping to get a better deal. And a year ago, you that's how the prices went up. You know, everybody was like, hey, I'll just try it at this price. And if it goes great. And so they would do that. And then, um, you know, oddly enough, they would actually get it. And so then the next person would go up higher and it would just kind of build our market up. But when you're looking at it, you know, our overall median price has not gone down. It has stayed the same. And this right here actually is showing, you know, for the last year where the median and average prices are. And um, looking at it, I do not see a decrease at all. Maybe in August it was at 378.016 for, oh, that's the prior year. I'm sorry. Um, let's see if, if we're looking at this. I'm just looking at it as we're going along. Um, no, there has not been a decrease. There has not been a decrease at all. So when you're looking at that and people are thinking, hey, you know, the market is falling and all of that, they, they definitely aren't. I, I guess that there were a couple of months that it went down like two or 3,000, but it's, it took a little dip, but then it's back up. So, so basically we're still on that upward climb is where we're at. So that's central Florida. That's where we're at. And that's what you have to look at. You have to look at local. You can't look at what's going on in the whole country. You have to be aware of what's going on in your own backyard. And um, in your own backyard might just be your particular neighborhood. But overall, our market is great. And so I just want to make sure everybody knows that whether you're buying or selling, um, there's no indications that anything's going to be heading in anywhere except for, you know, at least stable and everything for this time, which we're more than happy with because we've had a really good increase. So I just wanted to let you know all of that. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. And if you'd like to get in touch with us at your home sold guaranteed realty, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555.
So one of the things that I saw that I thought was really good is that it was talking about, you know, flood insurance, because I know there's a lot of, you know, people that kind of wonder, you know, what's going on with that? What's the scoop with it? And all of that kind of stuff. So flood insurance is complicated. So there's a brochure that out there that can answer questions like what's an elevation certificate and stuff like that. And basically, you know, what they have is they have elevation certificates that basically um, go through and say what the likelihood of your particular property is and that it's going to flood. Now, um, basically, when it comes down to it, though, anyone can purchase flood insurance if you're in a flood zone or if you're not in a flood zone. And I think that with some of the recent hurricanes, some of the people have thought, even though they're not in a flood zone, that they wish that they had flood insurance. And so um, most communities do have insurance agents that can provide more information on a specific community or home. And if you're not in a flood zone, they actually, um, they, they, they don't cost that much money. Obviously, if you're in a flood zone and it's more likely to flood, that you're going to get, you know, more, um, it, your, your premium and everything is going to be a little bit higher and everything like that. So um, basically, if you are interested in getting flood insurance, one of the things that you can do is you can go to floodsmart.gov and on there, um, you can go ahead and check things out to see what it is there. You also do have to go through a, a local insurance agent you know, that you could talk to them about purchasing a policy, but only per, uh, licensed property and casualty insurance agents can sell the flood insurance policies. So can, um, customers can find a local one using FEMA's agent locator tool. And so that's on floodsmart.gov backslash flood dash insurance dash provider. Simple, right? So it should be on there. Um, and the elevation certificate can help some people who live in high-risk flood zones and there are ways to find out if one already exists that can actually help you um, save more money and all of that kind of stuff. And um, basically, um, you know, they've, they've gone through and X is the flood zone that, that basically means that you're within a 1% chance that um, you're going to get flood. And, and they never say that you're 100% exempt because, you know, you never know. There's always some things that could happen that would make an area that you don't think um, would flood, could flood. And so they just want to make sure that everybody knows what it is. But I think that um, when it comes down to it, it's always worth investigating. It might not be something that you want to do, but um, just check it out and see. And maybe it's just a couple hundred dollars that for your flood insurance that you think that, that it's well worth the risk if something were to be happened, that you would be protected. So that's what it comes down to is just whatever is more comfortable to you is what you want to do. So in order to get in touch with us, you can call 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com. And we will see you after the break. You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend Laura Peterson. And now, here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm from your home sold guaranteed realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So um, I was looking through and one 
piece of good news, and I talked about it several months ago, that it was going to happen, and now it has happened. And basically, there has been a policy change with the credit scores and the credit bureaus and everything. And as a result of that, a lot of people have a higher credit score than they did before. And what it is, is that um, from 2020 to 2022, the number of people with medical debt on their credit reports dropped by 8.2 million due to more insured Americans and credit bureau changes. So basically, if you have a a medical debt that's under $500 or that has been paid and everything, that's coming off your credit report now. So I know a lot of people in the past have been kind of stuck by this thing that has ended up on their credit report, you know, for medical bills. And sometimes it's that you didn't know what wasn't paid because, um, you know, you had insurance and you thought that it was all covered. And so some people were caught with it or they had some kind of a major illness. And as a result of that, they had exorbitant bills and everything. And so it was tough on their credit report and everything. So they've done a lot of things in the last few years to really level the playing field and to make it so that that's not such a big deal. And so this is just another thing in that realm that that's happening too. So if you're in that realm where you've had a lot of medical um, bills, then it might not affect you when it comes to getting your mortgage. So it's something to check out. And I just think it's um, great to know and be aware of and everything. Um, You know, when it comes to buyers, I found this article that I thought was really great. And it was a study that talks about how many homes buyers look at and what they do and all of that kind of stuff and making their decisions. And some of the stuff is really interested. So, so, you know, I know I work with a lot of sellers sometimes and, and many times they're, they're going, well, you know, they weren't in my house at all. You know, it seemed like they were just in and out. And that's true. That's what, a, that's the way a lot of people, you know, operate. Sometimes they just go in and they don't even walk past the front door and they're like, okay, I'm done. Then you have other buyers that have no interest in buying that particular house, but they want to look at it and then look at it again. And, um, you know, I mean, if you've already made out your mind, in my opinion, sometimes it's just better to move on. But if you haven't made up your mind and you think that you might change your mind, then obviously it's worth taking the time. But looking at it, um, how long do buyers take to look at a home? 5% of the people spend between 0 and 15 minutes looking at the home they bought. So this isn't every home. This is just the home that they bought, okay? 16% spent between 16 and 30 minutes. 17% spent between 31 to 45 minutes. And 24% spent between 46 to 60 minutes in the house that they were going to buy. And then 28% spent between one and two hours in doing it and 5% spent more than two hours. So basically, you know, when it comes down to it, the the median price looks like the median price, but the, the number of people looks like it's just kind of around 45 to an hour that people spend in the house that they purchase. So um, sometimes that's going back multiple times that they're going to add all that money, all that time up and everything. And um, so basically that's what they're doing, but they're not spending spending that time when they go in a house that they don't necessarily want to purchase. And one of the things that I think most sellers need to realize is when they are getting feedback from someone who's not purchasing their home, generally they're trying to come up with some reason of why it's not going to work for them. And 
they might not know what it is themselves. You know, when I'm working with buyers, you know, basically what we're doing is we're kind of digging down deep to find out what's really important. Because you can say, hey, I want a three-bedroom, two-bath house, and I want a two-car garage, and I want it in a safe neighborhood, and all of those kinds of things. But there are other things that are important. Um, I was speaking to one lady this week, and she was saying that she definitely wants to have an indoor laundry. And that is crucial to them that they have that indoor laundry. So, you know, it's not, you know, and then you walk into a house and you didn't know if the laundry was in the garage or if it was actually in the house. So you walk into a house and it's not inside the house. That's going to eliminate it right away because that feature is so important, you know, to the, to the buyer. So, you know, really there, you don't know what's going to turn them off, but there are things that you can do to make sure that you don't turn them off, like having your house being cleaned and smelling great and all of those kinds of things, which we go over all the time, but I'm happy to do it again. So if you're just joining us, though, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. And I'm from your home sold guaranteed realty. And remember, if you want to reach us, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So I'm talking about how buyers see homes before they purchase one. Now, they're looking at 19 homes generally before they chose one. So um, 50%, uh, 10% of the buyers made only one visit to the house that they finally bought. And 23% made two visits. 30% had three visits. And 20% had four plus visits. So um, basically, you know, sometimes it's a big decision. So sometimes people are going to go back again and again and again. And I think that sometimes when you're seeing house after house after house, that you can actually make that decision quicker in regards to what's going on, because you're you're comparing one against the other, if you're doing that, which is what we encourage all of our people to do, that we're comparing, you know, this one to the last one, and you've always got your top and your top one or two. And, um, you know, there are times where you definitely want to go back to that and that kind of stuff. But um, it does take time to do it if you're going to be looking at an average of 19 homes before you make a decision. So you have to remember as a seller, too, that the buyers that come through your home, that they're, they're going to be seeing 18 other homes on average then. And so what's going to make the difference between your home and the home that they choose. And basically, you know, it does come down to a lot of times the presentation and how people feel when they walk in. I know I'm, I'm working with one buyer right now that we went into this house and they just thought it was dark. And um, it was dark because all the lights were off and all the blinds were pulled. And so basically going back to that house and opening up the blinds and them looking at it again, they said, oh, Well, I don't know why I thought it was so dark the last time. And um, basically, you know, it comes down to sometimes is that they had seen another house that they thought they liked better. And then there was something that happened with that one that it wasn't the right one. So they had crossed this one off. But then when they went back to it, they understood that it actually was a pretty decent house and what they were looking for and in the neighborhood that they want and all of those kinds of things. So basically, um, you know, when you're looking for a house, there's a lot of things that you can do. But one of the things that I definitely suggest is that what you do 
is that you write down between one and 10, you know, where does this house fall into the spectrum? And if, um, you know, you, this house is a two and the next house you go into is an eight, well, then the two house is just off the charts. It's like not something that you're going to consider and that will help you as you go through. And then the next one you go into is an 8.5 and the next one you go into is a five. Well, you know, you still get your eight and your 8.5, but your five, you know, you can get rid of it. And so again, when people are doing that and everyone has different thought processes in regards to, you know, what's important to them and that kind of thing, that it could be just that they're having a bad day when they're seeing your house. But again, when you're getting feedback, it's generally from someone who's not going to buy your house and they're trying to justify it in their own mind why they're not going to do it. So I, we get feedback, we look at it and that kind of stuff, but we are evaluating it knowing that all of those kinds of things are going on and that it may or may not be the right situation, you know, for you at that point in time. And you can't take it personally when it's your house because you're trying to sell it and whoever's going to buy it is going to be the right house for them. And you want to make sure that um, they're not going to back out in that 30 days between when they get the contract and close it. So you want to make sure they're solid from the get-go for sure. But in order to get in touch with us, you can call 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com and we will see you after the break. You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend Laura Peterson. And now, here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm from Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So it's the time where I always go over a free report that we have out here. And this one is the 13 extra costs to be aware of when you're buying a home. So in order to get this report, all you have to do is call 833-535-8081, extension 1008. Again, it's 833-535-8081, extension 1003. And it's going to be a lot of information. You don't have to talk to anybody. Um, you can just go ahead and call us, leave us your address or email address, and we'll get it right off to you. So again, that's 833-535-8081, extension 1003. So the 13 costs, which I know I'm not going to get through them because I never do, but um, basically that you go into. So if you're buying a house for cash, you probably won't have some of these expenses. And the first one that you won't have is you won't have an appraisal fee necessarily. So in my opinion, if you're going in and you're buying a house for cash, you should know what the market is and what the value of the house is. And so it may not be necessary for you to get an appraisal, you know, at that point in time. If you're getting a loan on the property, then the lender is going to get an appraisal that you're going to pay for, that they want to make sure that whatever they're giving you the money on is that they feel like the vet that, that that appraiser feels like the value is there, not necessarily the house. And, um, basically the, the appraisal is not necessarily the market value though of the property. I mean, it's, it's an educated uh, one person's opinion in regards to what the value of the house is. But there are many times when the house sells for well above the appraised price. And we had a lot of that happening last year. And I know I had one person, well, I probably had a, more than one person, but I had one agent tell me that, you know, the house wasn't worth 
X amount of money because the appraisal was the one that determined the amount. And no, it's not the appraisal that determines the amount. It is the buyer and the seller that determine an amount. If they come together and they agree that the seller is willing to sell it for this price and the buyer is willing to pay that price, regardless of what an appraiser thinks, that's the value of the home. And so, um, you know, when you when you're selling a house and you have one person that comes in there that's cash and they're not going to do an appraisal, they're going with that price. Or you have someone coming in with financing, especially in a market that's increasing, not that that's where we're at now. But when you do have that situation, you know, taking that financing offer could be a little more tricky because they might be coming back to you later saying, hey, we want to renegotiate the price because this appraiser didn't think it was worth it. Now, I've done it both ways where we have, um, as the, as with the seller that we've said, okay, you know, we agree with the appraiser and we're going to come down a little bit, not the full amount, but a little bit, or we've just said, Hey, no, um, thank you very much, but we're going to move on to another buyer because it just makes more sense. And, um, I remember, uh, one particular situation where the appraisal came in really low and, you know, with the comps and everything. And we, we went to the appraiser and, and said, Hey, here's why we think it should be what it is. And, um, you know, they said, no, we're not going to change where we're at. So we went ahead and we canceled that contract and, you know, the seller was not going somewhere else. They, they were totally like totally fine with it. And, um, you know, the next week we actually got, um, 25,000 more than that other offer was didn't need an appraisal or anything like that. And so it was a total win situation because I think the seller with what that buyer wanted to do, it was somewhere around a $40,000 reduction of what they would have gotten if they would have gone with that particular thing. Now that's not what the situation is in every situation. You have to look at, you know, where you're at and what makes sense and everything. But in that particular instance, it totally made sense not to go with those people that wanted to stick right to the appraisal. So when we're in a really hot market, not a stable market like we're in right now, you know, we're doing different things when we're working with the seller to make sure and to ensure that we're not going to have those appraisal issues. But that is one of the extra costs that if you are getting a loan that you definitely have to pay. And usually those are paid um, before closing. And um, so you can put it on a credit card or something like that generally. But they're um, a few hundred dollars, you know, usually 500 or somewhere in that range. But they might be a little more or a little less. But if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. I'm from Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So another cost that you have as a buyer and that's included on our report, our property taxes. Now, in Florida, our property taxes are paid in arrears. So if you're selling your house now, and roughly it's going to close in March, then as a seller, you would actually give the buyer a credit for the majority of the property taxes. The non-ad valorem taxes, there's two parts of your taxes, the non-ad valorem, which is the lower part of those are paid in advance. So the buyer is going to give you a credit, you know, for that, but you're going to have to give the buyer a cr credit for the property taxes for the period of time that you owned it. Um, during, 
during the year. Gosh, I've got the hiccups. I'm so sorry. Then what happens in addition to that is that um, if you do have a loan again, that the lender is going to want to have a few months cushion of your taxes and your insurance and that kind of stuff. So basically, um, that's one of the things that is going to be you know, an additional fee and everything as well. So um, an an additional fee is property insurance that usually you have to pay that a year in advance when you're buying your home. And so um, basically, you know, when you're working with your lender, that's going to be in there. But if you are paying cash, you want to remember to get that and get that all resolved um, before closing that you've got that property insurance, you know, lined up and ready to rock and roll. But you usually do have to pay the full premium in advance. If that's something that you're going to have, you're not required to with cash. Um, I know some people that self insure because they own a lot of property. But basically, for the majority of of the people out there, they do want to have homeowners insurance. And so that is another one of the costs that are included out there. So next on there is a survey fee. And the list goes on and on and on from there with our 13 costs. So again, um, it's a lot of information. If you want to get this free report, all you have to do is call 833-535-8081, extension 1008, and we'll get it right out to you. 13 extra costs to be aware of before buying a home. So um, that's all awesome. And I don't want to forget to get to our house of the week. And this is actually uh, three properties in one is basically what this this property is. It's on the market for 375000 It is a full duplex, so it's got two sides to the duplex that are um, both two bedroom, one bath. And so, you know, that's, that's two thirds of what you've got. And then you have a single family home as well. That's a three bedroom, two bath, single family home. That's also part of this process property. So for 375,000, you've got three properties in one. So how great is that if you're an investor? So the thing is with this is that FHA, which is, you know, one of the government lenders, government back lenders, and that kind of stuff, what they have is that you can actually buy that property. And they can they'll let you buy it with an FHA loan up to four units on that one property. So this one fits perfectly. So you could live in the house, and then you could rent out the two duplexes and um, have income coming in and everything with that. So it's a great property. It's a you know, great concept, in my opinion, even if you're starting out, you know, we talked at the very beginning of the show that the median price of a single family home is 414. And this is 375 for three. So you can't beat that. That's a great price. Um, It's in Sanford. It's a nice neighborhood. And, um, you know, very close to the airport and all kinds of things close to the highways, you know, whatever you need. So I think it's a great opportunity. And if you're interested, you know, just give us a call. Again, it's three properties for the price of one at 375. And I think you'll really um, like it can get you into investing in real estate right off the bat, and just qualify for a loan just like everybody else. Okay, so in order to get in touch with us, you can call 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com. And we'll see you next week. Have a great one, everybody. Bye-bye.